Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. Back at it again, everybody. Hello. Hope you're all doing well. Hope you're all staying free of the Ronas. Or I hope you have a mild case of the Ronas if you have it. I guess what I'm saying is... Everybody's going to get it eventually. You might as well be vaccinated and not go into a hospital. Thank you. I really hope all of our listeners are vaccinated. And if, if, if you're listening and you're not vaccinated, now is the time to get vaccinated and then pretend there was never a time when you weren't. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I got to assume we're such a science-friendly program that everyone listening loves science and medical jargon. I'm hoping that we're that practically is... doctors here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I feel like that is probably the case. And if not, they have some bizarre medical exemption, like Djokovic. I feel like everyone I know either has COVID mm-hmm. or has COVID symptoms, but is testing negative. Mm. And is like, I think I have COVID, but it, um, it's not 
like it's I'm not, not testing positive. Up. Yeah. Because everyone forgot what a cold is. Mm. Because everybody was so careful last year that nobody really got sick because everyone wore masks, didn't leave any, go anywhere right. really. It was kind so. of wild to have a to- like a baby who did not get sick for over a year. Yep. Now it's every other week. Yep. He picks up something new at the, you know, whatever whatever thing he's uh, near. Doesn't matter yeah, it's if it's wild. a playground. I'm just hoping that he's developing, like, a really strong immune system. I don't know. He does seem like maybe he will. <laughs> I don't, you know, I was just thinking, about like, oh, he's kind of like a baby about everything, but he's too... I actually feel like he handles sickness pretty well for a two-year-old. He does. He also handles like injury pretty well. Yeah. Like the other day, he hurt his elbow against the. He hit his elbow against the wall of the house, the stucco, real hard, and he was like very upset for a second. And then when I told him it wasn't bleeding, he's like, "That no need band aid. <laughs> Knee has band aid." He was upset about his knee for a few minutes. Yeah. I mean, as he, what, I forget where, where'd that happen? Greeny time. Oh yeah. He just went down. Mm-hmm. He was running to get Bo's greeny and just like tripped over himself. He, you know, now he asks me in the bathtub not to wash his hands. Really? Yeah. He's like, not, not wash hands. I was like, do you want me to wash your hair? Yeah, but not hands. Why? I was like, okay, how about I wash your arms, your legs, your butt, <laughs> your tummy, back of your neck, your ears, your hair, but not my hands. What is this? But not hands. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think that's about? I think he's just annoyed by the hand washing process at dinner. Oh. And he's like, I've already covered this. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm and just... then he asks. He, you know, we're do, we always. He likes to. He likes to fluctuate the temperature wildly on that we pour over his head. So he pour, He grabs a pitcher, and I grab a pitcher, and he goes with. He puts on the coldest water possible that comes out of the faucet, and he dumps it over his head, and he thinks it's so funny. And then I pour the warm water back over his head. And then he always wants the last water poured over his head to just be cold, no warm. I don't know. I don't know. He really likes to feel uh, the extremes. Yeah, which is why we're getting him, we're trying to figure out if he is a sensory seeker. I don't know what that means still, but sure. So. I mean, what does that mean, really? Say, seek sensory input? Of course. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Well, I think he seeks it more than a lot of other kids. Interesting. And, like, how can we best sort of meet his sensory needs? Well, I think the I think playing sink or float, that's where he dips his hand in the freezing cold pool. Yeah. He loves that. Supposedly, I was reading about sensory seekers, and, like, some people were talking about how they have their kids, like, pushing really heavy things. Like the kids love it. And I feel like that's something that he, like he loves that kind of stuff. Like anything big and heavy, you know? He ran out into the driveway this afternoon when you guys came back from the park and he goes, uh, did he say I or did he say Henry? 
I think he said I, because I have an idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts running. Come on, Dida. And he goes, play sink or float. <laughs> <laughs> this is my idea. And so he, he had the idea of playing sink or float, which is you drop two things into water and see if it sinks or floats. Which he learned from Miss Rachel. Yes. So he's been into that episode as of late. So... I am constantly skimming things out of the pool. <laughs> Matchbox, no, Hot Wheels cars, uh, golf balls. Grapefruits. Uh, grapefruits. The, the grapefruit he loves because the grapefruit to him sinks and floats mm. because it's heavy enough to drop down under the water and then come back up to the top. Um, yeah, I had to, he, he threw his golf club in there today. Yeah. It sank. Well, because his bat doesn't sink. Oh, sure. Well, his bat's plastic. His bat right? floats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His golf club sinks. Right. It's very exciting stuff. That over is here. exciting. That is very exciting. Um. Yeah, and what else has he been doing? He's suddenly very into punctuation. I think it's because he's like he feels as though he has mastered the letters, and he's like looking for other things. Yes, he's like I have. I now know this. <laughs> So he makes me read. It's like I'm dictating to Siri. Like it I have takes, to. It takes five times as long. So long that I'm grateful when he kicks me out of the bedroom. <laughs> so I have to like read each. I have to read a sentence, point to the words as I'm reading them, and then I have to say period. And if I don't say the period at the end, he gets mad. Yeah. But then he also there's also another book where he likes to point out all of the punctuation because it has a lot of different punctuation it has question marks commas dashes semicolons yeah all i know is i walked by <laughs> when he was going down for his nap after he'd kicked me out <laughs> well, actually made me stay outside did i stay outside i went in to get my golf glove or something off the table and i just heard him go semicolon <laughs> i was like wow okay well, he, it's like it's also very funny to like explain punctuation to someone who like a I think doesn't totally understand the concept of right. a sentence, right? Or like know how to read and but is like fascinated by the symbols. Yeah. So he's really into numbers right now in a way that is annoying. Yeah, it's a lot. Um. Like his current favorite activity is watching the clock. Yes, literally watching the clock. And waiting for the numbers to change and then excitedly announcing <laughs> that it is now 425. And then be 426. Yeah. <laughs> at, at zero, little, zero soon. <laughs> zero, zero? It's like, not for a half hour. Then it's like he might just stand there and watch the clock for that long. Yeah. He gets really mad when something besides the clock is up on Alexa. Yeah, like the weather. He wants the numbers to come back. Mm -hmm. He loves counting more than any person I've ever, like more than Rain Man, I think. <laughs> so I'm probably going to start teaching him how to count a deck of cards. Oh, that's a good idea. I think get him in early, you know? Yeah, that's a really good like, idea. If you, if you, like, think about it. If you had learned to count cards from the age of three, 
Yeah. You too would be banned from multiple <laughs> Vegas hotels. We'll be the first person banned before he turns 21. Oh my God. We should take him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know he's really into numbers. I don't know what that means. Is it OCD? I mean, it seems like he's always had a little light OCD. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. But we're also not doctors. We're not diagnosing him. I'm a doctor of love. <laughs> oh, I see. And I love diagnosing people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. That's other literally the happiest I've ever seen him look. <laughs> we just got to... He's with Holly at the park. We just got a picture of him, gr- I would say, grinning Yep. on the swing. I'm surprised he's not watching the traffic. Well, he was. Oh. Oh, my God. I did, last, when, when did we go for a five-mile walk? That was... Was that Saturday? No, it was um, Thursday. Oh, yeah, Thursday. Because um... Hillary was out. Right, so I played golf in the morning, and then I told Dory that I would take him for the morning so she could get some work done. And what's funny is Henry's like, um, I'm trying to think of the, he like imprints on a person for the day. Yes. And then that person is the person for the day, and the other person shan't be around. So that day he imprinted on me and he wanted to go for a walk. And like Dory was like, like, oh, pack, let's pack a snack for him. And I was thinking, all right. But then she's like, I put three bars in in, and then like filled one container with the, the Trader Joe's equivalent of goldfish and, and peanut butter crackers. And then Dora was like, grab, you grabbed a chickpea thing? I don't know what it was. And I was like, no, he's got enough. If he needs that, then I've been gone oh, too long. Oh, the, the puffs. Yeah. I was yeah. like, if he needs that, I've been gone too right. long. <laughs> and then he ate all of his snack. And then I had to order Starbucks. And we walked to the Starbucks. And he ate three egg bites. And then when I got back... I looked at my Apple Watch, which had informed me that I had just walked five miles. <laughs> I think we were gone for like two hours. You were gone for quite some time. Oh, also, while on the walk, I found yeah, the handle. So funny. I found he had he had, he he had been given this water cup from the Mandalorian with baby Yoda on it. Like someone got it at Disneyland for him. And I had this, this uh, rubber handle mm-hmm. that you're able to remove. And it had been gone for a little while. Yeah. We had like lost it. I don't know it. how we long know it had been it gone, but I was walking our neighborhood and you know, I'm going to say it was one, two, three, five blocks away. But on a on a very typical Mama and Henry walk route. Yes, but like five blocks away on the street, not on the street, on the sidewalk, I looked down and I saw it. <laughs> and I was like, 
that is a hundred percent the handle to Henry's <laughs> water thing. That's true. And I took a picture of it, and then I showed. I said, "Henry, look, what's that?" He goes, "Handle." <laughs> <laughs> you found handle, which his way his his way of saying that he found it. Right, because you is you is him. Him to him. Yes. Still not sure how to correct that. It'll just happen, I guess. Yeah, he occasionally will get it right. Yeah. Like when he has an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's funny is like I had said that to him the day before. Yeah. I was like, I have an idea, Henry. Let's try. What did I say? Oh, he was like, because he wanted to put more golf balls down the ramp the the putting ramp i have and uh i was like i have an idea what if we tried to put some of your tiny cars on here <laughs> and he was like whoa like, dita go get cars i was like i don't know where they are you get them he's like okay and he ran got the cars and then we put them down the ramp and he was slightly excited then the next day he had an idea to throw them in the water sink or swim sink or float whatever sink or float all right, that does it for us. Thanks so much for joining us. If you only listen to this portion of the podcast and you know who you are, thanks for being here. Now go. Go about your business. Uh, everybody else, you can email us, 413-461-BABY. You can... Uh, no, no, you call us at that number. Email us, Dorian at Gmail, Matt and Doria Gmail. You can text us at 413-461-BABY. Also. There you go. Uh, so get in on it. You have any thoughts about uh, sensory overload for children or whatever the hell it's called? Let us know. We'll be right back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it, we do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees or underwear you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness to date bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting i mean bombas can make returns easy as well 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, well, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Yellow, we're back. Hello. Hope you're all doing the same as you were earlier and nothing has really changed. Unless, Unless you were doing bad, not, then I hope it's a little that's bit better. That's what I was going to say. Um, um, I'm here to pontificate. Oh, thank you. All right. Well, let's hear from some listeners. This first email is from Liz, who says, hey, Matt and Dor. Hi. <laughs> That's a reference to Forever 35. Well, why wouldn't you say Dor, Matt? That's better. Because on Forever 35, they call us Cat and Dor. So I know, I know. But like I'm saying Dor, Matt, because Dor, Matt. Is no, I get it. I get it. But that would not be a Forever 35 reference. Oh, so Matt and Dor, meaning like you're rhyming the mat and the cat yes all right i'm back on board okay thank you long time second time y'all helped me out a while ago with some advice for my husband who is stuck on red dead i'm another listener who isn't currently trying to have babies though i've been listening since the beginning ever since matt's guest spots on gilmore guys i have two dear sets of friends who are in separate friend groups who are going through the process of trying to conceive to clarify both are cis hetero couples and i'm closest to the female identifying partners in each couple I know one of the couples is in the phase of science assistance and the other is at least in the phase of fertility issues suck. I know y'all have talked about this before on the podcast, but I think it's been a minute. Can you speak to your experience as to what was most helpful for you to receive from others, especially when it comes to support from those who could not directly relate to your experience? Love to you both and Henry and Bo. Liz in 3,000 square feet, 3,000-ish square feet in D.C. No hot dogs consumed yet in 2022, but one hot dog resting in my lap. And she attached a picture of her very cute dog. I really wish she had just had like a perfectly made hot dog, like with mustard perfectly placed. And it was just, she said a picture just of that on, on her lap. lap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, how are you doing? How are you not eating that delicious looking hot dog? Okay, uh, here we are. We're going to answer your question. Our experiences and what was most helpful to receive from others? Patience? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think just like offering support without any expectation that they will take you up on it, kind of like saying, you know, I'm always here. If you want to talk, you can say, I'm just, you know, checking in to see how you're doing. Um, you don't have to respond if you, you know, you know they're going through a procedure you could send them food or um little care package but i think just kind of like being there and also like not asking too many questions like asking like how did that go like i, I don't know i always felt like people wanted like 
constant updates on like every little well, I mean, when you broadcast your life every week like we do, I suppose people who don't even listen to the podcast but are in our lives expect us to do the podcast for them every week. Yeah, and I'm like, just listen to the podcast. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, well, you know, do you want me to really answer you right now in a very short manner or do you want the full length explanation? If so, you can tune in. Yeah. And then we, of course, would... Uh, Ask them to download it on their podcatcher and click on the links to our to our advertisers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think just you know being there for them, checking in, um, is always. But also, like I will say this, so I don't know if our experience is unique because we do have a podcast that we were like not wanting to go into any detail about anything. Mm-hmm. Because maybe that maybe maybe somebody needs that outlet. Yeah, that's fair. That's true. So, thusly, mm-hmm. we have no actual helpful information for you. <laughs> Just be present and uh, acknowledge that you're present for them. Yeah, or I mean, you know, sending a card saying I'm thinking of you. Like I think that's too much. That's too much. Yeah. Okay. Text. All right. A text. Sure. Thanks. Okay. Um, but I'd be curious to hear from other listeners what they found helpful too. All right. This next email is from Sarah who says, I'm writing to respond to the caller at last week asking about CoQ10 warning, purely anecdotal, potentially eye rolling story ahead. After three years of treatment and our fourth failed IUI in September of 2019, we decided to move forward with IVF in January, 2020. We figured the break would be good mentally and we'd start fresh in the new year. During this time, I started taking CoQ10 for the hell of it. I think I read about it online somewhere and decided to give it a try. My eggs seemed to be okay, but I figured it couldn't hurt. Best case scenario, it helped with the IVF. Worst case scenario, it just improved my own personal health. Fast forward to December 2019 and I go to my baseline ultrasound appointment to prepare for IVF. We got the shock of our life to discover that I was pregnant spontaneously. Now, I'm not saying CoQ10 helped me get pregnant, but it was literally the one... The only change I made, diet, sleep, stress level were all unchanged. The only other supplement I took was the prenatal I'd been taking for three years. So who knows? Maybe the stars aligned. Maybe the 30th try was the charm. Maybe it was actually the pumpkin pie conceived around Thanksgiving. But I'm firmly in the worth a try camp when it comes to CoQ10 and fertility. Sarah, who well, is in- Your anecdotal evidence tells us certainly didn't hurt. Yeah. 2,500 square feet in St. Louis, two adults and one 17-month-old who may or may not have been conceived with help from CoQ10. Recently had my first Costco hot dog inspired 100% by this show. I can see the appeal, but don't think I need another. That's how you feel now. (laughs) Now try to write that sentence while you're at Costco. You won't be able to. Wow. You'll be like, I need one for some reason. Mm. I see. Okay. Um... Well, that's interesting. Yeah, as Matt said, it seems like it definitely did not hurt. So, congratulations. CoQ10, everybody else zero. Um, Matt, do you want to take this next email? Hi, Matt and Dory. From Andrea. I am replying in response to Sarah, the listener who wrote in about a spouse that has a variable work schedule with a lot of travel on episode 360. So glad she wrote in and asked this. I am similarly shooed. She didn't write that. I changed the wording. 
Uh, it can feel lonely and overwhelming. My husband owns his own marketing business, which involves him traveling with one of his clients to major events, traveling to other clients who are not located near where we live. And I guess that he travels for 80% of the year. Like Sarah's husband, his work schedule is not consistent or predictable. He's been doing it for three and a half years. First two years are hard on my daughter, who was 10 then, and me, and it was a rough adjustment. I cannot say we're 100% adjusted yet, but things feel much better now. The things that have helped make it easier is, due to our non-traditional schedule, we decided to homeschool our daughter. This allows us the flexibility to either accompany my husband occasionally when he travels or spend time with him when he is actually home. I've worked hard to shift my mindset. My husband is not leaving the house because he wants to. It's all part of the work uh, that he is incredibly lucky to love. And we are incredibly lucky uh, that it sustains us. Like Matt and Dory said, some of the things we have solved by throwing money at it. When my husband is gone for a month or more at a time, we pay for a house cleaner. This helps me feel like all the responsibilities uh, don't fall on me. and allows me to be a better parent while solo parenting. Part of having a spouse who travels involves him missing, being part of our daily routine. This is probably the biggest problem initially. When he would come home from being away, he struggled to easily jump back into the family because he had missed out on the things we do, why we do them, things that have changed, etc. We've learned to solve this problem with a clear, uh, a lot of clear communication. Also, he has taken uh, on set household and family roles when he is home. We always know that he's in charge of the dishes, walking the dog, changing the cat litter, putting our daughter to bed, etc. Every time he's home. This allows for some uh, predictability for everyone. This allows me breaks because all the things are my responsibility when he's not here. To clarify, clear communication. My husband and I use a lot of phone apps. The most useful are Google Calendar, Google Keep, where I share lists and notes, etc. FaceTime. This helps us feel like my husband's more part of the fam of home and that we are getting to experience some of what he does while away and a commitment to not miss things important to our daughter even if he's present by zoom hope some of this is helpful for sarah or any other listeners in similar situation looking forward to hearing other suggestions that's andrew the northern catskill mountains in new york state 2,000 square feet one husband sometimes <laughs> one daughter one dog one cat zero hot dogs 2022 two each for the husband and daughter. Hmm. What do you think about that? I mean, I... My thought was the same. Well, okay. Wow. Um, I mean, I relate to some of this, for sure. Um, Imagine if we had had Henry while I was doing After Trek. I've thought about that. <laughs> I've, like, actually thought about that and been like, because we had done a transfer yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. And like, if that had worked, I mean, I like. Well, you would have been nauseous. I, I don't know. It just would have been. Yeah. Or if we'd had a baby during then. Like, but I, I was home like, you know, two to six hours a night for four nights a week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was helpful. It was a lot of good time. Yep. So much good. And then time. when we record this podcast at eight o'clock in, in the, the morning, morning on, on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. <laughs> oh, good times. Tuesday, I would have to talk to the show. Thursday, I would have to look at the script. Friday was an on a plane. And also, you were still on a schedule with work where, like, you never knew what time you were getting home. 
Well, I mean, that's always the case in TV. Yeah, but... Except it was... It was really bad, I feel like. There was no estimation. It yeah. wasn't like there was a list of work to do yeah, in the yeah, writer's yeah, room, yeah. and then we would know when it was done, we could yeah. go home, whereas that's when we're shooting, we know we have to do this, that, and that. Right. And the end. Yeah. Yeah, so that was a lot. Um, That's a lot of travel. 80% of the year is like... A lot of time. Bananas. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like marketing is, I don't know. Well, is that something live, you have to be present for? I live, guess you're in the Catskills. They're so. in the Catskills, so I assume they're not really close to much in terms of his clients. Uh, I'm sure also that, uh, you know, the... Uh, says traveling with one of his clients to major events. So it sounds like he's always at like conventions and the Super Bowl stuff like that and the Super Bowl. Cool. Um yeah, I mean I wish it's actually helped having the calendar in the kitchen that connects to my Google Calendar, but I wish Matt would use I Google Calendar. That would make well, things I, easier. you would wish that I used a calendar. Period. I don't. It's. I know it's uh, very annoying. Stupid. Yeah, it's very stupid. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. I'm just my brain is like a fucking calendar, which is all the more reason I should be using mm-hmm. a calendar. Yep. Here, let's let's just do five minutes of calendar time. <laughs> what you're hearing is not the time timer. I lost both time timers, and I bought a replacement on Amazon with like this I don't know it was like the first one recommended he got sponsored. an off brand time timer it's basically. by Secura and it's enormous and, and it ticks could you imagine having like ADHD and having like you're on a task but this is all you hear no no uh... guys what I'm saying is don't don't buy the first thing Amazon recommends. <laughs> Use your eyes. Take a look. Take a look, yeah. Reading Rainbow. Um, you know. I can go anywhere. Supposedly Time Timer has sent me a bunch of Time Timers, but I haven't been able to check my post office box all week because Holly took my keys. I just bought two more Time Timers. Oh. You are... Not helpful sharing information. She knows I've lost my time timer. She is aware that I have this bought this giant. I definitely tick, tick, told tick, tick, you tick. that I was getting new. No, time no, no. Timers. You told me that they were going to sponsor your podcast. No, isn't that what they said? No, they wanted us. They we became time timer affiliates. Oh, I see. But I also you became time timer affiliates. I told you that they were sending us stuff. Yeah, but that stuff could have been anything. I know a guy in marketing who travels year round, mm. and that stuff could have been t-shirts. Well, let me tell you something. Could have been a hat. Let me tell you something. What if the time timer had a hat? I don't think that there's such a thing as too many time timers. It turns out, because I've somehow managed to lose two. Exactly. And if your your sole purpose in the house is to help the person with ADHD figure out his life, the things are going to get lost. So... I think the fact that we might have more than two time timers in the house is not the worst thing. I got world. one that I think I think I got one this size. Wow, that's very because the little whiteboard thing was about this big. So I think I got like if anyone listening would like to know what I'm talking about, I think it's uh, this is probably eight by eight. It's very big, but I kind of wanted it that big 
because I thought it would be silent. <laughs> mm. It's not silent. Yeah. Probably could have just gone with the tiny one. Okay. Probably. Dory, what do you think? Should we continue or take a break? I think we should take a break. Good. Time okay. timer. Here we come. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Okay, we're back, everybody. Hello. Um, what's next on the agenda? We have a voicemail. Okay. Is this anything to do with time timers? Hey, no. Chef Ryra. Oh. Happy New Year. Um, couple, couple tips, couple feedbacks, responses um, to last week's, this week's episode. Um, as far as giving Bo cream cheese, causing heartburn, have you tried the peanut butter? Yes. We have yes. Thirteen year old senior dog who needs four pills a day, and she's doing great. Um, <laughs> But we just stick to uh, loyal Teddy peanut butter. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, Amazon's yeah. just peanuts. Um, so we just dip the Teddy, pills in that and New put England them staple. on the floor and she eats them up. Oh, yeah. Um, so that would be, you know, maybe more better on the old stomach, regular old peanut butter. Um, and then the other thing is if you're trying to get around, never forget an office chair. You know, to go from room to room in your house, at least, or something. Push Dory around in the chair. <laughs> we don't need a bad back for Matt. <laughs> Trying to pick her up. I know I couldn't be picked up. Anyways, thanks for everything. Bye. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Peanut butter, you know, normally you think that's a great idea, but it has. Uh, we've tried and failed. Mm-hmm. Um. But recently, I made the switch to a stinky provolone, and uh, boy, oh boy, it smells so much that he can't tell there's anything in there. Yeah, it's actually gobbles it up. It's been great. So, and I can't tell if that's a step up from cream cheese or not. Like, is Bo like super psyched about this? I don't know. I guess provolone's a step up over cream cheese. I think it is the the stinkiness for sure. Yeah. I mean, his mouth waters, it starts bubbling. Yeah. <laughs> it's so pungent. Yeah. But, you know, in a good way. I love a provolone. We only had it because I had it. I know. All right. This is an email from Michael, who sent us a link to an ESPN.com story that has every team as a Disney World attraction. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Greg Wyshynski, Carolina Hurricanes ranking number one, and they are the equivalent of churros. They're not always right in front of you. You have to know where to find them, but once you do, the variety of flavors and absolute sugar high you get from them makes churros better than anything else in the park. Florida Panthers, their ranking is number two. They're the Mad Tea Party. 
December 14th to the 18th to the 8th, January 8th, the Panthers averaged 8.4 total goals in their games. Holy shit. They were 16-0-0 and leading after two periods and have rallied from a point in five of 12 games. This is such a weird article. <laughs> oh, Colorado Avalanche or Astro Orbiter. 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 <laughs> Piloting a high-flying rocket ship to the stars until you realize your aforementioned rocket ship is tethered to a pole with a metal bar and you've always been unable to take off when it matters. In fact, you just keep going in circles. Uh, this is very 2001 Bill Simmons. Is it? Oh yeah, in a, in a you know in a in a in a very appealing way. I like it. Good premise. Way to go, Greg. The, they say the Montreal Canadiens are the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. <laughs> God, <laughs> how so? Um, they got to play dress up as a Stanley Cup contender for a few months, then watch their roster turn back into a pumpkin currently closed for renovations. <laughs> <laughs> And our beloved Bruins are the Enchanted Tiki Room. You're wandering around trying to find your way. Is there anyone who can help you get back on track? You step into the Tiki Room and you realize that Took can groan. Wow. Okay. The author is an NHL writer and included in his power rankings and attraction slash ride experience at Disney that matched you team. I haven't heard Matt talk about hockey, so I wish this was baseball or football, but it's still enjoyable. And I'm curious as to Matt's feelings on the churro as the match for the top rated team. That said, well, I, you know, his the way he explained it, I thought, was good enough for me. It fell into the premise nicely. Mm. Um, which things at Disney would Matt match for Dory, Henry, Bo, and himself, nannies slash grandparents, and more, most importantly, is there an experience unique to Disney that matches the uncomfortable tzatziki incident? If we go there, th- this probably makes the whole email Patreon submission. <laughs> 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 that is an inside joke for oh Patreon God. supporters. I forgot about that. <sighs> How could you forget about that? I don't know. I think I blocked it out of my mind. I mean, that's fair. Uh, this is from Michael Roth in 800 square feet in Manhattan with one wife, one nine-month-old on day two of sleep training and one Costco hot dog. Nice. Um, I like the premise. I need more time to think. All right. We can come back to that. I'd like to nap. On a later Pirates pod. of the Caribbean. So who was like <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean? Hmm. Hmm. Um, all right. This is from Maria who writes, Dear Matt and Dory, a listener asked about your experience working with celebrities. And that gives me another excuse to email you. In 1975, I started working in the business affairs department at Lorimar Productions, producer of the Waltons, Eight is Enough, Dallas being there, et cetera, et cetera. My desk was right next to the president's office and TV and movie stars were regularly visiting. I was beside myself. After a few months, though, when I heard Robert Redford was on the lot, I decided it was too much trouble to walk outside and watch him shooting a scene. Not that I didn't revel in sharing with friends the endless outrageous stories that were told about the stars. After some years, I managed to claw my way to the middle and became director of merchandising. (laughs) During the Who Shot JR hullabaloo, since Larry Hagman had approval rights for use of his photos, I saw him quite often on the set or at his home in Malibu. Considering that in 1980, he was for real the most famous man in the world, I have to admit I was pretty impressed with myself. As I type this, I recognize that many of your listeners, maybe you, have no clue about Dallas or J.R. Ewing or Larry Hagman. Your oldest listener, unless someone proves otherwise, Maria <laughs> B. You know what's funny, Maria, is uh, Andy Secunda, out of, out, of, out of college, interned at Lorimar, as did uh, Laurie Ulster, Ulster, who was... Or my producer on um, 
after Trek. And that's uh, Andy and her knew each other from that internship. Oh, that's so funny. So I haven't actually heard Lorimar in a couple of years. It's so funny that you brought that up. But uh, yeah, I know Larry Hagman. Come on. Not Clem Fandango. The other one had a Who Shot JR <laughs> t-shirt on mm-hmm. in uh, on Toast. Uh, the new Toast, not the old Toast. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was something. Yeah. Director of Merchandising. I wonder what kind of Walton's shit you guys made. Sure, if you can tell us. All right. Well. Is that it? Yeah. Wow. Guys, what a ride. What a ride this was. What a beautiful ride. And, you know, if you want to hear about the unfortunate tzatziki incident, <laughs> et cetera, you can. It's the hardest I've ever heard Dory laugh on a podcast, actually. Really? Yes. I mean, it was beyond the pale. I had um, such a great time describing it. You can <laughs> support us at patreon.com slash adventure. If you support us at the $5 level or above, you get your name right on the podcast each month plus one bonus episode. If you support us at the $10 level, you get two bonus episodes and you get the entire back catalog of the Patreon episodes, which at this point is very robust. So many, so many back episodes. So many back episodes. Um, All right. Well, thank you to the following supporters. Edwina Goodingham. Edwina Morgan Bodo. uh, Elena Paling. Eleanor Powell. Elizabeth K. Elizabeth Kamani. Ellen F. Emily F. Emily Harden. Aaron. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Turley. Evelyn Schmevelin. Frederick Roy. Freya. Gita Drury. Uh, Greta Truitt. Hannah Crowder. Hillary Berry. Jackie G. Jane Ennis. Jen Brennan. Jennifer Sika. Jennifer H.S. Jennifer Steele. Jenny Fick. Jess Branch. Jesse Hendricks. Jessica Grigsby. Jessica Manilovich. Jessica is done with Jessica's. Jesse Fisher. Jesse Labadee. Janine H. Janine H. Yep. Josephine W. Julia Schulenberg. Schulenberg. I kept shuling it up. Julie McLaren. Uh, Julie Phillips. Kane McCall. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Perelman. Karen Thakershi. Kat C. Catherine Lene. Catherine Shimmons. Katie Allen. Katie Allen. Katie Regan. Kelly Zimmerman. Carrie Mills. Carrie L. And Kim Mestra. We did it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like more podcasts, don't forget to sign up for Patreon. If you want less podcasts, keep doing what you're doing. Um, if you want more podcasts but don't want to sign up for Patreon, email us at Dory Matt Gmail or Matt and Dory Gmail. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye.